This is Holly McAdams Olson. I am the director here at the Kimmel Harding Nelson Center for the Arts, and I am joined today by Julie Schramm. Julie is an artist based in Omaha, Nebraska, and her latest body of work is an exhibition called Birds on Chairs. The exhibition was installed here at the Kimmel Harding Nelson Gallery in early March. However, like most of the world with the disruptions brought about by COVID-19, we were not able to host a formal artist talk or gallery reception. So, this is a new venture into podcasting and a chance to get to know more about Julie and her work. And with that, welcome, Julie. Well, thank you so much, Holly. To start out, just tell us a couple of general things about yourself and uh, how you got interested in, in creating art in the first place. All right. So, I've always been interested in art. You know, it's kind of like in my blood a little bit. My mom was an art teacher, so we've always had art around the house, all things to do and in like colors and paints and things like that. So it's always been there. But um, so I I really like art now. I've always liked it. I work at the Jaws and Art Museum, so that's a good place for an artist to work too. That helps being around art all the time. But um, yeah, this is um, acrylics, but I've done welding and I've done painted on tile. I've done watercolor a lot and a lot of drawings too, just pencil drawings. Like I said, it's always been a part of my life. Um, I remember when I was little, when I was a little kid, I had a big suitcase and I'd carry it and I'd sit in front of the TV watching the cartoons on Saturday morning, you know, and I was making things. I'd make books. I would make just cut out things and color. And, you know, it's just always been there. My, my mom tells a story about when I was in preschool, the teacher asked us to draw a bird. All the kids drew the little the little stick figure birds. And uh, I remember the picture, but she said the teacher brought her and said, look at this picture. Cause I drew the bird flying and the little house is down below. And she had never seen that before. So I, I, it's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned that you've done a wide scope of media over the years, um, but I know that you've become well-established as a portrait artist but also have a background in hand-painted murals. So I was just curious if one led to the other or just tell, you know, a little bit about what got you specifically interested in those two uh, realms. Well, I did the hand-painted murals when I, well, they're tile, so I would use glazes. And I did that when I graduated from college. I went to Colorado Institute of Art and they had a placement program there at the school. And so the tile store in Denver was looking for artists to come in and help paint. So we would uh, just draw murals or decos, whatever people wanted, they would come in and they would decide on things. And then we would use the glazes and we would paint the different things. I painted a lot of birds, a lot of flowers, all kinds of things, because it was Colorado. So there was a lot of natural things they wanted painted on tile. And that was in the, I guess at that time, people wanted a lot more detail in their surroundings, whereas now, you know, it's mostly stone and, and kind of plain. But yeah, so we would paint on tile and we would put in the kiln. And then every morning you'd come in and look in the kiln and be like, oh, you know, things turn out or things don't turn out. So, you know, it was it was kind of fun that way. But it was it was a great job. It was it was a lot of fun. And I really enjoyed it. And a lot of experimenting and a lot of creative work. And I really liked it. So, so then the, uh, the portraits, so that came along after that. 
because I'm a mom of two kids. And when they were small, I had a hard time finding time to do my artwork because I was uh, either painting, you know, and I had my kiln still and I was still trying to do some of the hand painted tile. But it's hard to do when you have two small kids. So I kind of just put it away and didn't do any artwork. And I was kind of, you know, it, it's hard when you don't have that anymore. And, and it's such a part of your life. So I went when I was a, became a docent at the Joslin before I started working there. And they had a show. It was Kent Bellows. Have you seen his work? He does a lot of pencil and drawing and Absolutely. Ultra realistic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I saw that and I, and I saw that he used pencil. I'm like, wow. You know, I never thought, I thought pencil was always the, you know, preliminary drawing. And then you add to it, then you, you know, that shouldn't be just the artwork, you know? Yeah. So then I looked into that. I got some pencils, I got some paper and I, I looked through my pictures of my kids and I thought, you know, found one I liked. And I started drawing and that kind of helped me because I would, then I got a bag and I'd carry it with me to my kids, you know, uh, different things like Girl Scouts or, or dance practice or whatever. And so I can sit and draw and do that for an hour and then I'd put it away and we'd go home, you know? So it was just a really nice outlet and really nice way to get that art in and, you know. Yeah, feed my soul, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's the value of creating the time and space for oneself yeah. to be an artist, to making that a priority and fitting it into life. Yeah, I commend you for it. <laughs> <laughs> way, huh? yeah. a creative way to do it. Huh? <laughs> I can even relate to that to myself. I, I, my first degree is in ceramics, and but I did, you know, high fired glazes and, you know, use a gas fired kiln. And it never struck me, oh, I'm not going to have access to this when I graduate. So I should probably spend some time, you know, doing electric kilns. Or I just hear that story from a lot of individuals. So it's always interesting when, when an artist think about like, what can I do if I don't have a fancy studio? You know, how do I change printmaking practices to be able to do them at my kitchen table and make it work, you know, in life? So because um, if you don't have that, I mean, I, I think it really affects you too. You know, you I, you don't realize it until you think about it. And it's like, what am I missing? It, you know, I'm missing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So when you're working with your portraiture work, do you often work off of photographs or do you do live sittings or how do you like to work on your portraits? I will use uh, photos because I, I do a lot of kids and it's just a little easier to get a photo of the child than having them sit there. I mean, I've done a lot of uh, life drawing and and that, but yeah, having a photo and usually um, I will take the photo, you know, you want a certain look, you want a kind of a candid look to it, or I do. I like the candid look where they're not just looking straight at you smiling, you know, they're doing something or they have a different expression on their face, you know, more emotion than just like a typical portrait you know, pictures. A lot of times my um, commission work, um, they'll, well, I would rather draw, you know, go and take photos of them because kind of, like I said, I want a certain look or I want, you know, I, it's just, I don't want the straight on, you know, them smiling, you know, more showing more personality than that. Um, But yeah, a lot of times someone will give me a photo. I've done a lot of uh, kind of memorial work where someone has died and and they wanted you know all they had is a little picture of them 
So they wanted that blown up or, you know, I've also kind of changed things where they just had a little photo of them looking and they wanted them to do something. It was, it was actually a teacher and, um, he would draw portraits of kids. So they wanted a picture of him drawing a portrait. And so I kind of worked that out and yeah, it turned out really nice though. But yeah, it's, it's kind of nice doing those little memorial photos. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So in any of those projects, do you have any favorite stories that might be about a a particular portrait or, or project or? Oh, sure. I have, when I was in Massachusetts, I had my own business where I was painting tile and uh, I had this lady come in. She was an older lady and she wanted a, a a fireplace surround and the tiles were only probably, mm, I think there were 10 inches, maybe 12. But she wanted all these details on them. She wanted uh, the house that they lived in with this tree that they used to swing on with a tire swing. And then people getting married and there's so many people they wanted. I mean, it's just so detailed. But it turned out really nice. And she really liked it. And she wanted it in a certain style, too, because she had above the fireplace, they had a picture that they commissioned with a certain style. It was kind of like an old... Oh, kind of folk art kind of look to it. So she wanted me to use that style to create the fireplace. And it turned out really nice. And she was very happy. And that's, that's what's so nice about that is people give you ideas. And for you to interpret their ideas, and then for them to be happy with it. It's like, wow, because there's always that, oh, my gosh, I hope I hope this is what they're looking for, you know, but uh Usually, usually they like it. So that's a good thing. Awesome. So moving into your latest body of work in the exhibition that we have here in our gallery called Birds on Chairs. It's a new twist on portraiture, if you will, um, or a new uh, subject matter for you. So I was just curious of what led you in that direction? What got you, you know, started or excited about this project? Oh, sure. Well, um, it must have been, was it last year? So I, like I said, I worked at Jocelyn Art, or I do work at Jocelyn Art Museum. And we had an exhibit, uh, called the Art of Seating, where we had uh, different chairs. They were all made uh, in America, variety of different chairs. And it was really neat. And it was neat to see. But I noticed how the negative background, the shadows from those chairs were also very interesting, not just the chair itself. So I looked around and I got some chairs, just a regular chair, and took some pictures. And I just really liked the negative space, the shadow it cast on the wall or on the floor. And I thought that was so interesting. And then also the different kinds of chairs. A wooden chair has different highlights than a metal chair or a stool and just what they're made of. And I thought that was really interesting. So I thought I should, uh, yeah check it out and try to paint it and see how it worked out. And then, so I liked the chairs, but then they were kind of vacant. So I thought, wow, maybe I should put a little a little spot of life on it. So uh, I thought birds would be a good thing. <laughs> so birds <laughs> on chairs, yeah. <laughs> well, and I know that too, and just in our talking or when we were getting ready for the exhibition, uh, there was also a newspaper article on the current status of birds, how many species that we're lo- losing in North America. Uh, maybe you can talk a little bit too about how that also further inspired you as you're working on this project. Oh, sure. Yes. Like like you said, I um, when I was working on it, I heard of an article through, it was the Journal Science. 
they said that a total loss of 2.9 billion birds since 1970 in North America. And it just kind of blew me away. I'm like, what? How could that many birds be gone? And, um, you know, I kind of looked into it and and because I love birds, you know, I I have bird feeders, I put bird houses out, you know, and, and they're just so, they're everywhere. You don't even realize it, how many birds you see during the day, but they're there. You know, but to to know that so many have, you know, are gone, um, like I said, I looked into it, the grassland birds, there are about 43% of the population is down since 1970, swallows, nighthawks, flycatchers, 32% down since 1979, or 70. Uh, but there's also... As I was looking into it, um, there's some good signs. There are some some of the population is up, like the waterfowl is is um, there's more waterfowl birds. There are more hawks. There's more eagles. So you know there's plus and minuses. No, I find that really interesting. When you shared the article, I was like, oh, I absolutely was not aware of how much that is changing. So. Mm-hmm. So I guess on that point too, though, of, you know, you've selected an assortment of birds were, were the ones that you selected, was it just specific species that you already were drawn to, or was it thinking about a specific chair and, you know, who, (laughs) who coordinates? The colors. Yes. Uh I I did like the color combination, but also um, they're all native to Nebraska, which I thought was, you know, I kind of wanted to put that in to the show, native Nebraska birds and kind of highlight that. Um, but they also have different interesting facts about them. And, and as I was researching it, you know, it was kind of neat to see their benefits because birds do have a lot of benefits. You know, they help us in many ways. And, and you know, it's kind of nice to kind of highlight, hey, you know, these birds really help us out and we should probably take care of them, you know. Yeah. Now that's a great message. This kind of jumping back when you're talking about looking at chairs and seeing how interesting they are. Um, like I said, disruptions, we we haven't had a whole lot of people coming through the center, but the people that we've had come through have really been endeared by the paintings. And one individual happened to be a retired art teacher, and she was just instantly, she's like, oh my gosh, I always make all of my students draw chairs. I was so excited yes. <laughs> about the chairs as topic and then incorporating the birds in, but uh, but she too was just like, that it's just a challenging but interesting topic. Oh, that's good. Always a fun challenge. Yeah. And I kind of yeah. like the the contrast. It's like the chair is so smooth and kind of plain. And then the bird has so much detail and highlights and, and color to it. You know, I like contrast. Do you have any plans again for this body of work? What comes next for it? I was joking with my friend and I was thinking maybe I should do cats and bags next, you know? <laughs> Cats do like bags, you know, (laughs) but it's kind of fun to have, I don't know, a little comic thing to your work, something that's not normal that kind of interests people, I think. I think it's a good idea when you can do that, add more interest to your work. I think that's a good thing. Make people talk about it. That's what art's about, you know, about starting a conversation and and making people aware of things, even though in kind of a, I don't know, some people put in your face, but sometimes it's more subtle. And I think it's, you know, it's always a good thing to be able to talk about art, you know? Absolutely. 
For everyone interested in seeing Julie's latest work discussed today, you can find images and more information on our website, khncenterforthearts.org. Search under Past Exhibitions. You can also see more of Julie's portraits, commissions, and other works on her website, julieschram.com. I want to thank Julie once again for joining me today, as well as everyone out there listening. This has been brought to you by the Kimmel Harding Nelson Center for the Arts in Nebraska City, Nebraska. We are a proud program of the Richard P. Kimmel and Lorene Kimmel Charitable Foundation.